Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA to play with the Falcons and I had to give a lot of that money back to him to become a minority owner. You know, I just managed, I just, yeah, I managed my, my money, but he asked me a key question, you know, towards the end of my career. It's like, what are you going to do after football? Oh, he said, hey, do you want to go coach? You want to go, you know, do this and that? I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, so what you want to do? I said, I'd rather be up there with you in the box. Up, up, on, on, presents conversations with a legend around here we hustle for a living around here around here we grind for a living around here around here we hustle for a living around here around here we grind for a living and welcome to another exciting edition of up on game presents conversations with a legend and we do have another legend on board on tap one of my personal faves a hero growing up. Uh, we got Mr. Warwick Dunn. Now, I got I got to set it off by saying this, and I know I probably told you this a few times over, but, you know, I used to wear wristbands on my shins right below my knee because of Warwick <laughs> Dunn. I had to strap. I had to strap on my shoe because of Warwick Dunn. I had the wristband on my elbows. Now, they might have thought it was just because of Dee Brooks and, and Ray Lou, but a lot of my influence came from from you and oh, wow. Wow. so and it's interesting because you know I, I'll give you a, a backstory Andy Urbanic right y'all's okay. assistant yep. AD yep. was from Penn Hills Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and when I was in high school he did a camp of champions in Pittsburgh gotcha. so they would come to the camp and during the mess halls when all the teams would come together and be eaten he would show highlights of Florida State. 
So my two favorites easily, well, three, I got to say three, but I didn't want to be Charlie Ward. I wanted to be like Ward Dunn and Derek Brooks. So nice. the coolest thing was, the uh, here's the weirdest thing. I'm taller than both of y'all, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was at 6'3 in high school. Like this is like my freshman year, sophomore year. And Andy Urbanic would bring me the, the tapes. So indirectly, I ran like I was your size because I, in my mind, I wanted to run like how you ran. So wow. Wow. I, I, I patterned my running style after you. So I was quick and I was shifty even though I was long, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I rocked the cowboy collar and all that stuff because of, of D. Brooks and all that. So I was a Florida Stater, and I always told Coach Bowden, God rest his soul, I always told him if they would have recruited me harder, I would have been a knoll, you know what I mean? But, wow. yeah, wow. true story. You would enjoy so. it. You would enjoy it, the little small town. I mean, I know hey, you you were a great player in college and so forth. You would enjoy Tallahassee just – you know, all of the competition, just to, yeah. just to compete, just to get on the field, I think would have just, you know, been crazy. So we had a good group of linebackers then. I'm sure you'd have came and you'd have added to that mix and would have been would have been crazy on defense. Yeah, that that was the same year David Warren came in. That that yep. would have been two. It would have been 97. But I mean, I grew up on them like when when they had Ruble, D Brooks. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? They had Wadsworth, they had they had Alexander, Crockett. had Crockett, Crockett, had Hamlet in the back. I I I'll yeah. run it off for you now. <laughs> hey, Clifton Abraham. I, I mean, I'll yeah. I'll run them off. Um but but here's the thing. So so being a part of one of the most iconic eras of Florida State football and being so young. And, and and getting in the mix of it, I can recall you and Rock Preston being in the, in the backfield. Um, I think you were older though, right? You, I think he came well, in. We I, came in. No, we were both same freshmen. year. Y'all were same both freshmen. Year. Wow, yeah, yeah. wow. So, but you played more out the gate than Rock did. Well, I, I played more out the gate because when we started camp, he wasn't there the first few days because he okay. he did the summer. He was in school, summer okay. school, right? Okay. At, uh, I think, you know, you can go to school early on. And he went to school early, and I didn't. So, you know, classes didn't end early enough for him to start. So I had a couple of days on him okay. uh, doing that. But, I mean, once he came, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I, I better get it together. <laughs> and, you know, we just competed. But right. the thing is, we made each other better. And I just happened to play my freshman year because, this, you know, the starter had an anchor injury during camp and, you know, he didn't take a lot of reps. The backup um, blew his knee out, you know, first day of camp, Tiger McMillan blew his yeah. knee out. And wow. then, uh, you know, the second, I mean, third and fourth guy, you know, it's just, it was, they were in the mix. So once I started getting reps against the first team defense, 60 yards, 50 yards, this or that. That was all she wrote. All right. I got to ask you this because I got a kid right now that reminds me a lot of you. And he's 5'9". And he's not getting a lot. He's not getting a lot of looks. But he is destroy. I mean, straight Gensu knife in defenses with the way he stops and he goes and he accelerates. What was it like for you? Because you were able to become a highly touted, highly recruited 
uh, running back out of Louisiana. How did that how did that take place for you? How did how did you go about getting that exposure? Well, if you my whole story was that when I was in high school, I was a high school option quarterback. So I didn't play I running back. Right. You know, I, I played a lot of different positions, but my goal was to play running back. Every school replayed, recruited me to play defensive back. Okay. And that's not what I want to do. I just happened to make a deal with Coach Bowden. Hey, Coach, if I come, you have to, I want to play running back. If it doesn't work out, then I'll move to defensive back. I don't have a problem. And he made a deal with me and says, okay, let's, let's, we'll do it. And, you know, I kept hearing from all the coaches, all the schools across the country, you know, and definitely Florida State, you can be the next Deion Sanders, Terrell Buckley. Uh-huh. So I was like, I just want to be work done. So, you know, I got my opportunity. And like I said, three, four days in my first week, we never even talked about defensive back anymore. I was strictly on the offensive side of the ball. And that's how that's how it went. And I grew up playing running back. I was the smallest kid, but people couldn't tackle me when I started playing when I was seven. And believe it or not, I was a starting running back when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. And my pops, who's like, he's a father figure to me. I call him my pops. He moved me to receiver, said, you're not playing running back anymore. You need to learn how to catch the ball. Uh-huh. You're going to score this year. You're going to catch the ball. And I learned how to catch really good when I was 12 years old. And I, I think Overall, the skill set just all started coming it together. It all came we were, together, right. Yeah, I was reading covered defenses. We was making audibles at the line of scrimmage. My understanding of the game just grew. Then once I be, uh, once I was in middle school and high school, started playing quarterback, and they basically what they do when you were on option, usually they put the best athlete at quarterback who can this or that, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, and I started to really learn and understand and, and I, you know, I was just trying to have fun. So, you know, it's, for me, it's, you know, it's just about enjoying the moment, doing what you can. So fast forward, I, I got to fast forward to this. Because you meant so much to me, when we played Atlanta, and I got my first chance to play against you, I was gunning for you. Like, I felt like if I could get to you, like, that's like one of those things. It's like, if I'm on the field with another linebacker, I'm going to try to outdo that linebacker. If I'm on the field and, he, and, and a hero is on the other side, like Jerome Bettis, I had to try my hand with Jerome Bettis, right? So it was like, there was like a couple. There was you. There was Fred Taylor. There was Jerome Bettis. Those were the three. It's like, oh, they're on the field. Like, whoo. So I don't know <laughs> if you remember this, but you remember me. I don't even know who the fullback was, but he came to chop me. And, and I leapfrogged him. And I got a hold of you in Atlanta. And it was a highlight of my life to be able to get a hold of work done in the backfield. It was a TFL, by the way. I did get yeah, you for TFL. I mean, you know, those things happen occasionally, but yeah. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't it wasn't a clean hit, right? Because I wasn't trying to give you a lot to hit. But, you know, I trust the guys in front of me. And, I, you know, I had um, Fred McCrary, you know. McCrary. 
I yeah, leapfrogged him. Right? Yeah, I leapfrogged yeah, so him. I figured that's who it was right yeah. there because yeah. Justin, Justin wouldn't let you do that. He was a smaller guy, so he's <laughs> going to use his his size to help him. But Fred right. was trying to always pound you. Yeah. So, um, but I can just, I can say that if you did do that and I don't remember, right. Uh, but it wasn't I a clean remember. shot. I know you I remember, remember, but I'm going to go back and look at the film. So you guys, you got to go check it out. Sh- yeah. If it was a clean shot, no, I wasn't going to let that happen. We're well, going to have to do part two. Me. You're going to have to tell me what you saw on part two. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. You can do that. It was, you know, hey, whatever is going to make you sleep better at night, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we so old now. And, and, and so here's a transition. Here's a transition. Everybody knows, especially in Atlanta, what Ward Dunn is doing and what Ward Dunn has done for his entire life. But for those who may have lived under a rock for all these years and never caught wind to all of the great things you've done, let us know what you're doing now. What does work done have going on now? Well, I have a lot of jobs, right? So I would tell you that it, we can be here for a little bit. Right. And, you know, I don't think we have enough time, but I think, um, you know, a lot of people know me as the guy who just helps families, right? I, I'm the right. guy who gives away houses. I don't give anything away, but I try to help single parent families who are becoming first time homeowners. Uh, moving to their new home. And the reason I do that is because my mom and what she, her issues were, the reason she sacrificed her life is trying to provide a stable environment for us. So for me, I wanted to live out my mom's dream through other single parents. And what we do is we assist single parent families who are becoming first time homeowners. And that's giving them $5,000 down payment. And we're fully furnishing their homes. We, I mean, we put everything in their homes all the way down to the toothbrush, right? So now you just pretty much have to just bring, bring your bring clothes. Yourself. Right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. So we've been doing it now and we're about to get ready to celebrate 25 that's years. Awesome. 25 that is years awesome. of, uh, of this. And, you know, we're up to a hundred, I think I'm gonna get the number 195 single wow. parent families. We've helped that's to amazing. date. So we're going to continue to go and getting ready for home 200. Now I appreciate it, but yeah. I, this, this started in 1997. I had no idea what I was doing in 1997, you know, just years later. And, and you know, I just knew that my, I'm living my mom's dream. And for me, it was more like therapy. But yeah, yeah as an organization, we've grown over the years. And like I said, we're about to celebrate 25 years of this program, but we've also expanded. Now we have a financial literacy program that's called Count on Your Future. We try to help families, not just about budgeting, but we want them to save money. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the parents. We also work with the kids as well. Start, start a savings account, Indeed. invest in themselves. And we do that. And we also have a program that's called SCOPE, a healthy food initiative where we try to educate families on quick and healthy meals, mm-hmm. eventually build their own vegetable box where they can grow their foods in their backyard. So we're doing that. And we also have a, uh, a scholarship program that's called Hearts for Community Service, where we try to wow. help students who are in school, they're impacting their community, but they also need some assistance in school as well. And we just raised that to $5,000, that $1,000, $5,000 scholarship. So we're just trying to uh, help you know, our community. And over the years, these programs have come around. Uh, we transition these things because these are things I've learned from other families, uh-huh. hearing their stories, their issues. 
and how can I really help support them on their journey of homeownership? And, Mm -hmm. you know, stable housing solves a lot of problems, society problems, and I'm focused on that. Uh, For me, it's important that we give these kids an opportunity to have their parents you know, until they get a lot older so they can continue to learn. Mm-hmm. I just don't want kids to go through what I had to go through and, and burn my, burying my mom and not having her around through it, through the important years of not just my life, but my younger five brothers and sisters. They needed her mm-hmm. during that time. So I want to help preserve that for kids just moving forward. And, you know, this program is near and dear, and we're con- trying to grow and expand this program. We're in 14, I want to say 15 states. <laughs> Uh, 24, 25 markets, we're growing, we're expanding and trying to get into every NFL city. That's going to be the goal in 2022. It's like, how can we actually go and impact, you know, every NFL city? Because most of the guys who play on these teams grew up in a single parent house. Mm-hmm. They, someone in their family can relate to it. So we want to be able to take this program and expand and, and partner with the teams moving forward. And now I'm into building housing as well. I got WD communities where we build housing for families. Uh, we, we don't just work with single parent families, but two parent households. We, we try to just help individuals who are on that journey. But the difference with this program is that once you purchase a home, we try to make sure we support the families for at least five years through their journey mm-hmm. of home ownership. And that nice. means that means taking courses, financial literacy courses, cons- consistently holding them accountable. I call it health and wellness, where we try to incentivize them to go to counseling, um, you know, uh, work out, train, just all the things we do in our health and wellness piece. We want to be able to incentivize them for long, long periods of time. And we try to help families who may need to get a certificate to upgrade their status on their job or if they want to be entrepreneurs, workforce development. So we try to help support the families for at least five years. Mm-hmm. And we use government subsidies to help with that as well. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Like I said, I got a lot of jobs. I can, I can go on and on and on. We can be on here for a while. <laughs> but, you know, like I, I work with the Legends program as well. Yeah, trying to help let's retire. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, so trying to help retired players um, really understand what they have, you know, at their fingertips, right? Creating this access for them to be able to understand their benefits, all the perks that they have, the opportunities to take courses, to, to learn different things. We just want to be a resource to them and make sure that they understand that they played this game for a long time. You know, when you leave the game, you don't have that locker room feel when you're at home. So we can we can create that virtual locker room in a sense where, you know, from time to time we get together, you can, you know, um, communicate and catch up with the guys that you played with played against, you know, reliving those moments, you have those moments where you can do that with the Legends program. But most importantly, we support them, right? Scholarship opportunities. Uh, If anything happens in the family, we can support them, you know, by any assistance. I mean, anything, we can probably help with anything to really assist them through their journey. And it's not just the individual, but they have all these benefits. Let's put it to use. Let's help support yourself and your family. So, you know, it's been a, a, a great program. I've been there since the, since the inception. So it's just grown and we're just trying to continue to expand. And now we got the app. Guys can download the app, really uh, take advantage of the opportunities and the things that uh, I think the Legends program and the league is trying to do for them. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with all that being said, and you mentioning the education and finances and scholarships and all those different things that you wear a hat for what's your what's your take on branding as it applies to these things because for me it's like the brands that exist for some of these legends and what what opportunities could be there if they understood what branding truly meant and how to leverage it, I think is something that is is needed, that education of what that looks like. I feel like you've done an, an amazing job, whether, I, and you can tell me whether you were aware of it or just kind of it happened, but Warwick Dunn is a brand and that's that's your charity. It's, it's named after you. That's a legacy. What what goes into Warwick Dunn's idea of branding? Well, I can tell you when I first started, I had no idea. I wasn't doing anything to work on a brand, you know, whatever. 
right? I think over the years, once you build equity, when I say equity, when you build some clout, some consistency, and people know that this is what this person is truly about, then you start to really uh, work on what your brand looks like. You know, some guys just think, well, if I can go on the field, I score a couple of touchdowns. You know, I have this brand that is X, Y, and Z. Well, what is your goal long term? And I tried to think about what are the things I want to accomplish as an individual? What position do I want to put myself in, my family in? And also, how do I want to see and help families, you know, down the road? So, you know, that really goes in in developing a plan of how we want to, you know, assist, attack, but at the same time, make people aware of the things that I stand for. And, and now I try to associate myself with corporations and brands that are passionate about people, right? I think if you think about my brand, it's more about, you know, people, right? How can I help someone? You know, I'm passionate about that. It's not something that I don't feel like it's a job. I just get up and go every day. And, and if it's something that you're just passionate about it, you don't think it's a job. It's just something that you love to do. And for me, my brand, I, I think, is really that. It's more uh, people. I'm people driven because when you're building your brand and you're building relationships, that takes time. But it's a people's business. And I'm sure you've learned over the years that football, sports, when you're dealing with these organizations, it, a, it is a people's business. And, if, you know, you focus on building relationships, being strategic on how you build those relationships, but everything can't just be, well, I got to get something out of this, you know, in the beginning. Sometimes you got to build up your equity over time, right? Can't expect to be, you know, take 10 steps on day one. Just take one step, do something, build up the equity, build up the trust from in other individuals that knowing that this person is consistent, they're reliable and they're trustworthy. Once you build that, I think over the course of time, that equity comes to pardon your brand. It is what you make it, right? I mean, I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes. I'm human, just like everyone else. But the way that I try to live my life is that I just want to be able to help individuals be better, help my community be better across this country. So, you know, the branding, that's a complicated, you know, thing in a sense, but you have to take those small incremental steps and think about the big picture at the end. Then you develop that plan to get there. And it has to be consistency as well. Do you feel like that applies? The whole NIL naming image likeness deal passing and now being a part of college sports. Do you feel as though the the educational components, the insight that you just provided is something that needs to now happen at an earlier age? Yeah, I, I no doubt, you know, if we had what these kids have now when we were in college, I mean, you know, they can make money, they can do appearances. Mentally, I think financially, you're not in a position mentally to really manage and handle the financial responsibilities. So I think that's also uh, provide an opportunity, a platform where they have strategic people in their lives that can help guide them and, and give them the right direction because they can't just live for today. I mean, for me, it's important. We want to live a good life today, but think about the 20, 30, 40 years from now, right? What type of life you want to live and not just for yourself, you know, I mean, for your your kids, right? Your family, you, you know, we have to learn to pass you know, pass stuff down to the next generation, generational wealth. How do we do that? 
well, we have to plan for the future, but take advantage of the opportunities you have today, but don't spend it as if this is it, right? I mean, it is more about, you know, okay, what do I need to live a good life? Okay, but now I, I have what I need. How can I now start planning and saving for the future so that I'm able to put, you know, my kids, help, you know, family members, whatever it is down the road, live a better life because we have, we all have to come together on this journey. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And I just think these kids today, you know, they didn't grow up with the same values that we grew up because we struggled a lot harder. Now you're getting the instant contracts or you're getting the marketing bills or those things, put in the savings account, save it, plan, don't use it, still live on that, on that, you know, $2 budget that we were all lived on in college, right? Try to manage. And, and people was like, well, you, I've done pretty good with managing dollars. Well, I grew up, my mom passed on a need basis, not the things that I want. And we not saying that you can't get the things that you want, but it's a plan that you have to have, right? And you do it on a need basis. And if the college kids can take advantage of the opportunities, take advantage of it. But now start saving for the future because you never know. Not every college kid who gets a marketing deal is going to play in the pros. That's just not going to, that's the reality. So can you help? This, this money can provide, you know, a, a, an opportunity for you to start, you know, charting your path and the things that you want to do and accomplish in life. So I, I would advise them to have the right, you know, guidance or, or get the right people in their lives who are not just going to be yes people, but people who are going to be honest and, and uh, have your best interests at heart. All right. So with all that being said, that led to you being able to, and this is a humble brag on, on my, my bro, you're a minority owner of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Did that frame of mind position you? You talked about the branding and being able to build strategic relationships and lasting relationships, building towards the future, having your brand represent something that connects to the people. Do you feel like all of those things, along with what you just talked about in terms of the, being able to make your money and save your money and, and think long term, how much did that play a part into you leading up to being a minority owner for the Atlanta Falcons? One, I would tell you the most important thing is I built a relationship with Mr. Blank, right? I mean, when, when I first came to Atlanta, I met him and we didn't talk football. We talked about life, right? We talked about the impact that that I wanted to make in the city of Atlanta and what he wanted to make because he was just becoming an owner. You know, I would say this, the second thing is, you gotta think, I wasn't the highest paid player in my position. I mean, if you look back, I mean, if I played in today's era, it could be a lot different. But when I was playing, I was, you know, having to prove to, to everybody in the league that I'm only 5'8", 180 pounds that I can play every down. I can play with the big boys and, you know, trying to make sure that I can stay healthy. I had a lot to prove, but my strategy has always been. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. So I need to make sure I put myself and my family stuff in a position, you know, to, to have a good future and utilize the platforms to do that. And that's what I did. I mean, believe it or not, you know, I was able to manage money early on. You know, I was able to put money to becoming a, a partner because you just, it's not a verbal agreement. I have to show it by giving money, you know, pretty much he paid me to play with the Falcons and I had to give a lot of that money back to yeah. him uh-huh. to become a minority owner. But when you think about it, you know, I just so managed. It's brilliant. Yeah I, just, yeah, I managed my, my money, but he asked me a quick question, you know, towards the end of my career. It's like, what are you going to do after football? Oh, he said, hey, do you want to go coach? You want to go, you know, do this and that? I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, so what you want to do? I said, I'd rather be up there with you in the box, right? And, he, I mean, he was just like, really? Oh, okay. I said, yeah. I mean, this, my goal isn't, I had big expectations for myself or lofty goals, right? Yeah. You know, but if you don't speak it or say it, then it can't happen. It never happened. Right. right. I mean, the reality is it, it may happen, it may not happen, but you have to have that positive attitude and that outlook on life that this is possible. I built a relationship with him and I was always very transparent with Mr. Blank about the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, he would tell you, I would call him about whatever. And I was able to call the owner of the team and not go through the GM, not right. this or that. Right. I built a relationship with him and, and I was never in for myself. I, I He can see that I cared about my teammates, you know, the organization. I just want to see us be better. And you know, after I got released from the Falcons, he said, one day I would love to call you a partner. I had no idea what that meant at that time. I was still trying to play football. Uh-huh. I went played Tampa one more year. And then, believe it or not, he, he had three or four meetings about um, about becoming a partner. And believe it or not, he was just he cooked me dinner, had me over to his house, cooked me dinner, work. This is something that you need to do. And I was still on the fence with it, but I was like, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to work it out. 
And I just talked to my financial advisor, says, okay, what can I, how much you think I can do, you know, this or that. It was and like, I, right, it, if it's accurate, it was like north of 40 up front. Well, well, you know, I can't tell you. Okay, the, the okay, number. all right, all right. <laughs> but, but you're sitting pretty right, right now. Well, it's a good investment, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a great investment. <laughs> That's what you think about, you know, the return right. is yeah. going to come. I mean, some, but let me just tell you, a lot of times people feel like they need to give a uh, hundred billion or 10 million or whatever it is an investment. Sometimes, you know, and we've heard this from a lot of billionaires. If you put one, you know, a million dollars into a billion dollars business, I mean, that that's a, you're not I mean, doing bad. On. Yeah, you're not right. doing bad. I mean, right. it's, you know, so I just thought strategically, it's like, okay, I don't have anything to prove to anybody else. This right. is an opportunity, right? I need, I want to make sure that I still can live a comfortable life, still do yeah. the things I would like to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that when I give this money, it's gone. Right. I have to pretend it's gone. And right. it's, it's a really great investment. So I can't complain. I mean, when, when, when I get the return, I, you know, it'll be good for the kids, not yeah. necessarily for me. Right, yeah, uh-huh. that, that's what it, but in reality, some Walt me, Disney it's thinking about. it's some Disney World thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's just like eventually down the road, you know, it's just like they they will reap the benefits of it. I'm, you know, I'm just setting the foundation generational wealth. Yeah, generational and that's what wealth. it's really about for me. All right, that's dope. That's super dope. All right, let me let me let me let me wrap you up. Well, there's two two more questions I'm gonna ask you. One. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what is your favorite moment and memory with Coach Bowden. I mean, I gotta, I gotta catch, capture that, and and that's gotta be something that that is a part of the the historical value of one of the greatest men that that I've ever known of, um, and well, two of the greatest dudes that and men that I've known of. So what? what is one of the most memorable moments that you've ever had with him? And it could be the first time you met him when you were younger. It could be as a man. It could just give me one, give me one where it's like this one really, really maybe defines something for you. Well, I can tell you it, it one, it, this, my freshman year, we playing South Bend, playing Notre Dame and told people you know this before is that i'm out you know everybody was slipping on the field in the first half you know they grew the grass you know this or that and we're not I remember that. high grass yeah and i i was slipping brooks slipped charlie war was slipping out there and he called me out at halftime in front of the whole team and said work you're not in high school anymore you can't be out there slipping this or that i'm just like I mean, you know, I could easily like, like figure it out. But Brooksy is slipping. <laughs> yeah, but we all slipped it. Yeah, we all did. But I, I just said okay. I went out in the second half. I did not slip. I, you know, I scored. You know, I, I think I remember I scored a touchdown. I, I had a really good second half, and I took that challenge, right? That, you know, that I need to rise above and, and, you know, you can use me as an example all you want, but I'm going to prove to you that because you called me out that I'm going to go out there and make it happen. And I did in the second half. And that has stuck with me all these years, right? I mean, he was another example. My mom challenged me 
when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, I can take you out of this school because I was about to flunk out, or you can stay and prove to them that you can make it. And I decided myself that I'm going to stay here and I'm going to prove to them that I can make it this school because I went to all boys, predominantly white Catholic private school. Honestly, I wasn't bringing home any books. I was enjoying lunch and PE. I had to go ahead and decide to buckle down. I took the same mentality from that challenge with my mom to Coach Bowden. And you know, anytime anybody called me out, I didn't take it as a negative. They're calling me out in front of everybody. I took that as, you know what? They're, they're not going to do it again. Yeah, you the one to do it, though. I mean, that's yeah. how I would look at it. If, if Coach yeah. Bowden called me out, singled me out, you the one to do it. I'm the, I'm the one to do it. That's why I had to call. That's why you had to call me out. I'm the man. I don't care how high the grass is. I don't care how wet the grass is. Don't slip. No, I, I wasn't going to let that happen. And, you know, we almost came back and won that game in the second yeah. half. But I yeah. did go out and I didn't slip anymore. I, that wasn't going to be my excuse. Wow. All right. Last one I'm going to leave you with. What does Warwick Dunn want his legacy to be? If, we, if you left here today, when they give your eulogy, what would you want them to say about you? Man, that's tough. That um, I was a family man. I care about my family. I was first and foremost to me. Uh, most important part of my life is my family. And I cared about people, right? I, I just, I've been across this country, this world, and I've talked to people. I was in a community where they wrapped their arms around my family when I lost my mom. And they taught me what it means to care about your neighbor and to give back. And for me, I just want to continue to spread my wings and be thankful that I had the opportunity. But I just care about seeing people live a better life. But the most important thing is they have to do their part, right? Nothing is free. You can't just hand things out and expect anyone to value it. You do your part and I will help, right? And that's really what I'm about. I've had to do my part. You have to do your part because we all we all have to train. We have to work hard. We have to be committed to something. And we all need assistance to move forward in life. That's pretty much uh, the thing that I would like people, one, you know, uh, to know about me, right? That, you know, I play football, pro football. I never thought I'd play professional football. I get drafted, playing at 185 pounds at the most. You know, I, I got drafted, I was 170. Think about what I had to prove just to play down in and down out. And now I'm, I'm 37 yards shy of 11,000. I'm one of six guys in the National Football League with 500 receptions, you know, over 15,000 yards of total offense, you know, when it comes to that uh, running backs. I mean, it, it says a lot, but people don't think about the football thing. They just think about this is the guy who helps people. This with is the, the guy who gives away with the yeah. homes, right? And that's what I'm known for. Not, you know, what I did on the field. And, and I would like to be known as, someone who played the game at the highest level and against the best. When yeah. I blocked Reggie White, Kevin Green, blocking you and yeah. all those, I mean, it wasn't like I was out there just chilling. I was out there playing and yeah. I ran for my life. And, you know, I was, I want to be an elite athlete, football player, because I'm very competitive, but also want to be the best human that I can be. And I wish people would, uh, would, would take that, that, you know, I was just as good as a football player, a human being, vice versa. You know, it's it's all about that. 
just super quick because you mentioned your mom the entire interview and to know and i know you mentioned her passing but to know how that impacted you in terms of what it it what your responsibilities had to be based off of what happened just so people are clear when they hear this that if you're comfortable with it, i mean it's well yeah. documented you know yeah. but but just give a like just before we go just the the idea of and that was like right before your your 18th birthday right if i well, recall correctly well it was two days after my 18th birthday okay. i just turned right. 18 and two days later my mom who's a better city police officer was shot and killed in line of duty she was making a routine night deposit at a at a uh at a bank with the grocery store manager and two guys open fire on the police car. She's in a police uniform or in a car and she lost her life. Um, you know, from that, I just became the guardian of my brothers and sisters being 18 years old, just turning 18. I was responsible for them. So, you know, I, I had to grow up really fast. Didn't have the, the best college life because I was so, I was more focused and a lot of my meetings with coach Bowden, we're about family. I would go to his office and sit to him, sit down with him and talk about, okay, what I do in this situation with my brothers and sisters back home. I'm trying to raise kids, you know, from Tallahassee over the phone right. and, you know, go back and forth. Yeah. So I had the ability to go um, home every break, every weekend that I had off, every summer I went home. You know, I, I, I did it all. I did it all. But I think the most important thing I, that I did is that when I was a uh, my second year in Tampa, the youngest three came to live with me. So being a professional football player, I just worked a year. Now I'm going to PTA meetings, making sure that, you know, I had to cook them meals every day. So I wasn't able to hang out with my yeah. teammates. Right. I was. Parenting. parenting. I was right. going to football games on Friday nights, not hanging out with my teammates on Friday nights. I was I was doing everything a parent would do. And, you know, for me, I, you know, that was my life. But because, you know, I was the oldest of six being responsible for my brothers and sisters, you know, I felt it was important that I do that. And my mom, you know, she, she left me that responsibility. So that's what I had to do. And I'm just thankful that I was, you know, put in a situation that I was mentally strong and able to uh, provide for them. You are the most extraordinary dudes I've ever known, bro. Real no, talk. I appreciate it. Like I real talk, it, bro. Jeez. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm rapping. The glare coming in. Yeah, yeah coming that, in. that's mama coming in. Mama letting you, giving you confirmation. Um, yeah. As I as I let you go, like I, I just like I said, I, I want I mean, I just want to let you know I, I do this. I, I'm doing this series so that I can tell stories and unveil stories of extraordinary guys that that, you know, I asked my son today, you know who, you know, Ward Dunn is. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The back the back from Florida State. I was like, OK, so. These young boys these days are losing track of what it means to be a fan of the game, to truly have followed the game and have reverence for the people who have made this what it is, you know, and, and it's been passed on. And I, I want to start trying to bridge the gap 
between new school and old school. I want to I want to also create an opportunity where telling our stories like your story should be a documentary. And I don't know if it's ever happened or or if it's something, you know, I see all of these you know, everybody loves all American and all that stuff. Well, we really were all Americans. We really do have extraordinary stories and it's like if the tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it fall or see it fall, doesn't make a noise. And I almost feel like that's what's happening with our legends in our community is that our voices aren't as strong as they once were, but yet they should be more prominent now than what they ever have. So I'm trying to collect all y'all's stories and package it up so that we can create this this dialogue and and i sure do appreciate you giving me the time bro no man i appreciate you having me on man i hope you are uh, i know you're gonna do a great job you know telling those stories so yeah you know tell your son i i tell the young kids today google you know if you don't know you know google is the best thing you can do is to, yeah. to really see how guys played i mean i don't think they're as interested in the game as we were coming up and we followed people and you know watched their every move it's just different today so yeah. you know we got to make sure that they grew up with the same uh values in the sense that Correct. we had because you know and they're not going to do that but you got to try to stem as much as you can so they understand that everyone who played i, I played against and with we had to practice. We yeah. worked hard yeah. to get there. This is not an easy thing. That's right. To be great, it takes a lot of sacrifice, commitment, you know, work ethic. You know, I did it all. I mean, I worked out three times a day mm -hmm. just to play at the next level. So it takes a lot to uh, get to that level and to maintain it. We got to bridge that gap. Because these cats think all that day. this, they think that that is leading to them making it to the league. I, nope. I'm that yeah. good. And then I get out there and I do what I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, just imagine if they put that much time in practicing that they put on the video games, how much better athlete they would be. That's right. Yeah, so I, right. I'm already there. I'm already yeah. there. When I watch the game today, I'm like, oh, my God, he didn't take the right step. Oh, he could have did this. He could have right. done I'm more critical than yes. I'm, you know, it's like, wow, you know, that was It's that hard was to be a right? civilian. I said that we civilians now, <laughs> yeah. and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to sit and watch a game. A lot of times I turn the volume off. Because yep, I, I don't yep. I don't want to listen to what they're saying. I just wanna I wanna be in the game. You know, I, you. Yep. I don't even want to be entertained by what they're saying sometimes. I just wanna I just wanna be in the game, like wow, look at how he's reading it, or you know, yep. he's pressing the line. Like, is he gonna hit the cutback lane or is he gonna try to get yep. outside? Uh, or he yep. missed it, like you said. It's just anyway, I will be in contact because when all of this comes together. We're yes, going to go from school to school. We're going to go to Florida State. <laughs> We're going to go to a school in Atlanta. And we yeah, yeah. need to bridge this gap. They need to hear these stories. They need to hear this dialogue in person. And that's the whole right. idea of it. Our legends need to be out there. And our voices need to be heard. And they need to be monetized as well. Because we're no, no. not just here just to be here. The game no. is hey, it's not to be told. It's to be sold. You know what I mean? And so yep. to me... We, we need we need to have this dialogue. We need to create a platform where our legends can have their voices be heard in a powerful, impactful way. So that's that's what this is all about, bro. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate it. I know you do a great job. Yeah. I know. Hey, 
I, I know you will. I, I just know I, I've learned a lot about you over the years and just, you know, playing against you. So yeah. I know how passionate you are about it. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. So we're going to you know, work on it. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. To everybody out there, I hope y'all enjoyed this great episode. Uh, Up on Game presents Conversations with a Legend, the legendary Warwick Dunn. Really appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. right. I'm we'll happy check you, him I'm out. happy you missed me. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't missed you. Him. He didn't tackle me. We're going to do round two on that one. We're going to find the hidden footage on that one. But until next time, until next time, appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Appreciate you. Okay, all right. To all you guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go to YouTube. Check it out. Make sure you check it out on Up On Game Presents. You can get that wherever it is that you download your podcast. All right. Y'all take care. Be blessed. I'm going to talk to y'all next week. We'll have another legend on deck. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.